0: Hospital discharge is the term used when a person leaves hospital once they've sufficiently recovered. People with dementia usually need further long-term help after leaving hospital, and some may move into a care home. Others need support in their own home, or in the home of a relative or friend. Hello, I'm Hannah, and in this edition of the podcast, I speak to Helpline Advisor Anila about the hospital discharge process and the next steps. When should someone be discharged from hospital, and what should the discharge process include?
1: a person should only be discharged from hospital once they're well enough and medically fit to leave and this would be decided by their named clinician discharge planning usually starts as soon as the person is admitted into hospital so often the ward staff can tell you when you are likely to be ready to go home and this is often referred to as your expected date of discharge during your stay in hospital This date will usually be reviewed and may be altered, for example, if there's a change in your condition. Any changes or plans about the date and time of discharge should always be discussed with both the person with dementia and their carer. In terms of the discharge process, each hospital will have its own discharge policy and this will outline how the hospital staff will arrange the discharge. It's a public document so you can request to view a copy of this either by speaking to the ward staff or perhaps you could speak to the patient advice and liaison service at the hospital and they're often referred to as pals the hospital discharge process should include an assessment of the person's care needs their living environment and support network once these assessments have been carried out a written care plan will then be drawn up detailing um the the needs a person has the support that's required and how this will be provided the support and services outlined in the care plan should be in place in time for the discharge and there should also be a system for monitoring the care plan and if it's needed making adjustments to reflect any changes in the person's needs it's important to note that the legal details in this podcast relate to England and Wales only What is an
0: assessment for hospital discharge?
1: The assessment for hospital discharge will bring together really important information to help understand more about the person's needs for support once they are ready to leave hospital. When a person is becoming ready for hospital discharge, the hospital must let the local authority know if it's likely that the person with dementia will need social care services. A needs assessment would then be carried out by the local authority which will determine what care needs the person has and the level and type of care and support required to meet these needs. The care needs assessment will usually be carried out by your social worker to work out what help the person will need and this might include um, practical help such as carers visiting to help with personal care. Or, maybe looking at whether aids and adaptations to make the home safer would be helpful. The local authority would also carry out a financial assessment to see if the person will need to contribute towards the cost of their care at home. The discharge assessment should consider whether the person with dementia is eligible for any intermediate or reablement care and it should also look to see if the person will be eligible for NHS continuing health care funding or NHS funded nursing care. If a family member, relative or friend will be providing unpaid support to the person with dementia when they leave hospital, then it's really important that their needs are assessed too. This is to make sure that they receive the right support they need to help care for the person with dementia once they return home.
0: How are these assessments carried out?
1: well there should be a key person who will coordinate the discharge planning process this person is usually referred to as the ward care coordinator or sometimes called the discharge coordinator and it's their role really to organize any assessments and coordinate the the process assessments should be carried out in line with the single assessment process which is a a government initiative that allows health and social care staff to work together to help avoid any unnecessary delays Some people with dementia may need a more comprehensive package of care when leaving hospital and therefore their assessment might be carried out by a multidisciplinary team of health and social care professionals. Depending on the person's needs, this team might include a social worker, an occupational therapist, physiotherapist, perhaps a speech and language therapist or even a mental health nurse or dietitian. The assessment might involve a home visit to check how the person will cope. So they may look to see how the person will manage the stairs or whether they can access and use the bathroom. If there hasn't been a considerable change in the person's needs then they might only need a simpler assessment. It's really important that the assessment is carried out in a way that is appropriate to the person's individual needs, therefore the person with dementia, any relative or friend should also be fully involved and encouraged to participate in this assessment. If English isn't your language of choice, then do let the hospital staff know as they can arrange for an interpreter to help you fully participate in discussions about your care and support needs. You should also tell them if you have any speech, sight or hearing problems as the staff can arrange for any necessary communication support that you might need to enable you to participate fully.
0: What is intermediate care?
1: Intermediate care is a range of support and care services designed to help people maintain or regain their ability to live independently at home. It's a short-term package of care of usually up to six weeks after leaving hospital and is provided free of charge. Intermediate care can be provided in a variety of settings, including the person's home or a care home. For example, this type of care could include a stay in a residential unit to help a person regain confidence. Before returning home. Another example might include home based support that is provided by either nurses or care workers. Intermediate care can help to assist a timely discharge from hospital and avoid unnecessarily prolonged stays. One type of intermediate care is reablement and these services tend to focus on supporting the person leaving hospital to relearn essential daily living skills with the aim of helping them regain as much independence as possible. For example, reablement services may be offered to help you find new ways of doing certain things so you feel safer. These services are generally provided by the local authority. However, in some areas they may be provided jointly by both the local authority and NHS.
0: What should happen if a home needs adaptations to make it suitable for a person with dementia?
1: The discharge assessment should consider whether the person will need any equipment and adaptations to help them live safely at home. An occupational therapist will often carry out an assessment of need and this might involve visiting the person's home to see if the property needs minor adaptations to help the person manage safely. They may look at whether fitting stair rails or grab rails would be helpful. They might also check to see if equipment will be required, such as bath seats, raised toilet seats, or perhaps any mobility aids, for example, walking frames or wheelchairs. The occupational therapist might also look at whether equipment, such as a personal alarm, which enables a person to summon help in an emergency, would be of benefit. Following the assessment, the occupational therapist should arrange for any equipment that's needed for when you return home.
0: What is NHS Continuing Healthcare and how does it work?
1: NHS Continuing Healthcare is a package of care that's arranged and funded solely by the NHS. It's awarded depending on whether a person's primary need is for healthcare. This package of care can be provided in the person's own home, in a nursing home or a residential home. Any assessment for continuing health care eligibility should happen before the hospital discharge process begins. The general process for applying for continuing healthcare usually involves an initial checklist being used to screen whether a person will qualify for a full assessment of continuing health care. If the checklist determines that a person may be eligible for continuing health care then they will get a full assessment by a multidisciplinary team using the decision support tool. The Decision Support Tool details 12 areas of a person's health needs that should be assessed, as well as other issues such as the complexity and unpredictability of the person's care needs. The person with dementia and the representative should be given a full opportunity to participate in the completion of the Decision Support Tool. They should be given the opportunity to be supported or represented by a carer or an advocate if they wish. If the person isn't eligible for fully funded NHS continuing health care but they are assessed as requiring nursing care in a care home that's registered to provide this then they may be entitled to the nursing care contribution. This is a set amount of money that's paid by the NHS directly to the nursing home for a contribution towards the care that's provided by a registered nurse. It is important that the person is not considered for the nursing care contribution until they have been assessed for fully funded NHS continuing healthcare and found not to be eligible for that. What
0: should happen when a person with dementia is unable to make a decision about their discharge plans?
1: The Mental Capacity Act of 2005 is the law that protects and supports people who do not have the ability to make their own decisions and this could be due to a condition such as dementia. The act underpins the principles that we should follow before making a decision on behalf of anyone else. We should assume that a person has capacity to make a decision unless it's proved otherwise and do everything to help support them to make a decision before we act on their behalf. When leaving hospital, different decisions may need to be made by the person with dementia relating to their care and support. For example, a decision may need to be made for the person to get support at home or to decide the best place for them to live once ready to leave hospital. The ability to understand and make a decision is referred to as mental capacity. Some people with dementia may not be able to make this decision for themselves and in such situations someone else will need to decide for them. If a person with dementia isn't able to make their own decisions as they lack capacity to decide then anyone making a decision on their behalf must do so in their best interests. Section four of the Mental Capacity Act includes the best interest checklist and this outlines the things a person must do before making a decision on behalf of someone else. Sometimes when a more complex decision is being made for someone, there might be a best interests meeting and this will bring all the people involved in the best interest decision coming together to talk about the decision and share views. A common example of when this happens is when a decision is being made about whether someone will move into a care home. The people involved in the decision may vary depending on the circumstances and on the type of decision that needs to be made. For example, decisions around care may be made by the person's health and welfare Power of attorney. If the person with dementia has not planned ahead in this way, then the decision may be made by a social worker with help and assistance from family and carers. In situations where people don't have capacity to decide for themselves and don't have a relative or anybody else who can speak for them, then an independent mental capacity advocate, often referred to as an IMCA, may be brought in to help make sure that the person has had their interests and wishes taken into account. What
0: is the complaint procedure if you have a problem with hospital discharge?
1: If you're not happy with any aspect of the hospital discharge process, in the first instance it might help to talk to the discharge coordinator or the social worker to see if the issues can be resolved informally. If you find that this doesn't help resolve your concerns then you might want to make a a formal complaint using the NHS complaints procedure. Every hospital should have a complaints procedure which should be available to people on request. The complaints procedure will outline how someone can complain and who to complain to. You may find it helpful to contact the hospital's patient advice and liaison service as they can offer information on the NHS complaints procedure and on how to get independent help if you decide you want to make a complaint. If your complaint isn't resolved, then you may want to refer this on to the Parliamentary and Health Service Ombudsman. The Ombudsman is independent of the NHS and their services are free and confidential. Their role essentially is to investigate complaints where local resolution perhaps hasn't been possible.
0: So where can people go for further advice and support?
1: Well anybody who's affected by dementia can call us on our helpline for information, support and guidance on any of these issues. Our helpline can be reached on 0300 22, and we're open Mondays to Wednesdays 9 until 8pm. Thursdays and Fridays 9 until 5pm and we're also here over the weekend between the hours of 10am and 4pm. There's also our fact sheets available on our website which provide more information on some of these issues. Our online forum talking point which can be accessed through our website is an online community for anyone affected by dementia and can be a useful source of support. It's a place where you can share helpful information and read through other people's experiences Thank you for listening to the Alzheimer's Society podcast.